0: I think it's second to none and all of you guys, you know, you, you're, you're so lucky and fortunate. And then look, it's a big reason why you wanna come to a place like Xavier because you mm-hmm. have this that allows you to be at your best.
1: This is the Sean Miller podcast presented by Deer Park Roofing. Now here's your hosts, Paul Fritchner and Adam Baum with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller.
2: Welcome to Episode 3 of the Sean Miller Podcast. I'm Paul Fritschner. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Deer Park Roofing. This episode today is going to look a little bit different. It'll be a film review with Xavier's sophomore wing, Desmond Claude. If you're listening to this in podcast form, I'd highly recommend going over and subscribing to our YouTube channel, where you'll be able to see Sean Miller and Des Claude go over some film from practice, from last year's games, Take a look there, and if you are subscribed on YouTube, make sure you share it. Share it with your friends, family, anybody that's interested in this in college basketball. Make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms and follow us on all social media platforms. Let's get right into it. The head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller, and sophomore wing, Desmond Claude.
0: Well, Des, number one, uh, let me start off by saying this, Des. Welcome to the Sean Miller Podcast. You should be humbled and honored because you're the first player to ever be on my podcast.
3: Thank you, thank you. I highly appreciate it. And I am honored to be on your podcast. Great, yeah.
0: great. Well, can't think of uh, of a better player person to start off the 23-24 <coughs> basketball season mm-hmm. and you being the first player on the podcast. Uh, you know, I did it intentionally for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. because one of the things that I'm anxious to talk to you about here in this setting is just, you know, what. What went into your mindset this Mm offseason to improve the way you have? Because I think you and I both know Mm -hmm. you've really improved as a player. Uh, But -hmm. before I get there, I'm going to take you back. (laughs) People ask me sometimes, where were you when the pandemic began? Mm -hmm. Uh, They ask me. And I automatically go to Las Vegas Pac-12 tournament. Mm -hmm. I happened to be the coach at Arizona. We were playing Washington, and it actually was one of the Mm -hmm. last games, regular season games with people, and almost later that afternoon, early evening, and then certainly the next day, everything got canceled almost like we were in a movie. Right. Because of where you were, it was your class. Like you were in high school, right? Mm -hmm. What comes to mind on that day for you?
3: I mean, it was a little bit of a heartbreaker at the time I was at – St. Thomas Moore, um, being coached by Jerry Quinn and hearing that, you know, we could, we was on lockdown, having to wear masks, stay in the room, and couldn't even hoop no more. It was just, it, it was heartbreaking. But, you know, we got through it. We trusted the process. We went through, you know, a whole bunch of steps to get um, everybody back. And, and then actually before that, we actually got sent home. Yeah. We got sent home for a few months. And then, um, you know, they, they was able to open back up and we got everything rolling. But yeah, it was definitely a heartbreaker from you know hearing about COVID and everything shutting down.
0: Yeah, you know, I think we were all affected by it. So if mm-hmm. you were in college, you lost your opportunity to play in that NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. right? But I think your class, I mean, might have been affected the most because if you keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Now we get into the summer, which the summer is huge for you, right? Yeah. You're trying to be recruited. You've mm-hmm. worked your entire life to be a Division One basketball player, mm-hmm. and now you're wondering: Are there going to be events? Mm-hmm. What are the events going to be like? Right. Do you remember? I guess it might be multiple summers or those summers. What mm-hmm. comes to mind? You know, again, when you think about that.
3: Yeah. Man, um, I mean, going into it, uh, you know, starting towards the end of the season at St. Thomas More. Um, what me and my, my stepdad did is, is we gathered game film and, um, and I started posting it on, you know, Twitter and, and IG, you know, just and sending it out to um, coaches. And, and then that summer, it was just, we were just grinding until, you know, Coach Todd from Expressions, you know, called everybody. It was like, hey, we're starting up. And i remember the first tournament we had we was in uh state right in mass mm-hmm. and it was like everybody was eager to play like it was super competitive but that's the first thing i remember when we started to open back up in that summer and then ever since then you know it was working and then i became one of the best players on the team and um i made a jump since then mm-hmm. So, do
0: you ever think about because here we are we're mm-hmm. getting ready to play in front of Ten thousand two hundred and fifty people, yeah. right on Monday. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so excited. How it felt to go out there and play with no <laughs> people, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, it's two completely different feelings. Um, you know, playing. You know, in a a gym that's not that full compared to you know a full gym. The pressure is like on. The spotlight is on. You know, on TV. Um, but, you know, that coming back, you know, on Monday, November 6th is, you know, a really good feeling. You know, I'm getting excited and eager, you know, every day, you know, every second that we get closer to, to that day.
0: So in a conference I was in, if you can imagine, right? You're coaching mm-hmm. and I had to have a mask on above my nose, Oof. coach. So every <laughs> time that I talked, I had to pull the mask down. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Pac-12, what they did at one point was they had people watch the coaches on TV and they had a clock. And every, for every second that your mask was down, it eventually got to the point where they would give you feedback. And they would say, you had your mask down for five minutes too long. Or you had your mask down for two minutes too long. Um, I got to the point where they were going to find me. <laughs> it, does that surprise you? No, not at all. I mean, I'll... Can you imagine coaching? I mean, I know it's hard to play. Mm-hmm without people, whatever, but actually trying to coach and have a mask on.
3: No, I couldn't imagine it. If I was in your position, I'll probably do the same thing. I mean, it's very hard because, you know, you know, coaching wise, it's a lot of talking, a lot of yelling. And if we can't, and then in a packed gym, if we can't, you know, read your lips, it's already hard to hear. So, uh, I mean, I I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have just kept it down the whole time.
0: Des, what about the Peach Jam? You know, a Peach Jam. Uh-huh. You know, it's the premier event on the mm-hmm. EYBL circuit each summer. Mm-hmm. And when you think about playing for your travel team, the Expressions, yep. uh, again, those are those are signature moments for a young player, mm-hmm. right? What college are you gonna go to right. the summer before your last year? The Peach Jam, what it mm-hmm. felt like. When you think back to that Peach Jam, yeah. again, it was different, different time, right?
3: Yep. Uh, I mean, first off, it's nothing like like it, you know. I think Nike EYBL is the best, you know, between the uh, three different uh, AAU, you know, tournaments and stuff. So, but Peach Jam, it's just, you know, it's just different, you know, from watching it on TV, you know, from watching Terrence Clark and all of them, and then being there and playing in front of, you know, a lot of D1 coaches and having somewhat of a decent crowd. It was just, it was just amazing. But you know, at that time, I was. I didn't really, you know, care about all that. It was just play, win, and then, you know, get recruited by, you know, D one coaches that have the opportunity to to play at the highest level.
0: So Des, a year ago we all came together, first time you played for me as a head coach, our mm-hmm. staff, you're a freshman, mm-hmm. um, in the Big East Conference, away from home. Not for the first time because mm-hmm. you had that experience with the schools that you attended, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about that as mm-hmm. well but really in college, uh, yep. it's a different, a new chapter. Uh, and I think the most difficult year for anybody that's in college is that, is that first year, in particular, even that first semester. Right. When you think back to your freshman year, mm-hmm. in the classroom, in practice, weight room, mm-hmm. what it felt like to play in real games, home and away crowds. crowds, what's, what's the first couple of things that jump into the front of your mind when you think back to your freshman year here at Xavier?
3: You know, what I first thought, it was just like, I'm, I was grateful to be here, you know, and, and get the opportunity, but I was like, man, it's tough. It, it's, a, it's a big adjustment, you know, from, you know, just starting with basketball first, like playing a lot with other guys, which I think helped me, in, you know, obviously in the long run um, but the pace of playing faster, everybody being quicker, faster, stronger. It's like I had to. I, I started from the bottom and had to catch up with everybody else. And um, but you know, you, including the staff, you know, did help me and develop me a lot, and uh, to to get where I'm at today. And then you know, off the court, just just moving around with academics. You know, I'm pretty much you know by myself now. You know, I don't have. I'm not living under my my parents' roof. So. I would have to it was an adjustment to to hold myself accountable and uh you know and not be you know lazy in the way but to 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 grow up basically
0: what's the thing that caught you off guard the most like if you're talking to somebody yeah. who's a high school senior mm-hmm. and they're following your path they're yeah. going to choose a college play at the highest level in mm-hmm. college, right? Basketball, even football, other sports. Yeah. And it's like, everybody told you what was coming, but until mm-hmm. you went through it, you didn't know. What What it, is it that, that caught you off guard the most?
3: I would just say practicing and, and going 110% every rep, you know, every time pushing yourself past the limit that you never thought you really had. I would say that that would be like the only thing that caught me, you know, mm-hmm. off guard and, and to get you know, past that, you know, it takes a lot of work and, you know, a lot of effort. And um, if you could, t- could get through it, it'll, it'll really benefit. But I would say that's the, the, the first thing that caught me off guard. So
0: last year, I mm-hmm. would say this constantly yeah. with team success comes the individual accolades. Right. It's amazing what the individual is able to accomplish, the individual player, when the team you're on does things that are special. Right. And really, for me, when I reflect back on last season, you think about the highlights, 15-5 mm-hmm. and five in a Big East conference that was really, really good. Right. Finished second to Marquette. Mm-hmm. Got to the Big East tournament, Madison Square Garden. Right. Survived, advanced, got to play Marquette again in the championship. Mm-hmm. We ran out of gas. They were the better team. Right. But we, we went there on a Tuesday, and we didn't leave until that final game, yeah. right? Right. We're in the tournament. We get a three seed. Mm-hmm. Incredibly hard to do. Yeah. There's only two seeds higher than a three seed, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it really reflects on the the quality of opponents we played, the tough games we were in from start to finish, right. your freshman year. And then we get to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Selection Sunday, it's hard to describe that feeling, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's real hard. It's, I never thought I would – be able to be like in that moment. And especially, you know, for my freshman year to even get to those opportunities, you know, other freshmen doesn't have, you know, have that. So, but that feeling is totally indescribable. Like, I don't even know how to, I was filled with joy. I was happy. I was excited. I had like a, you know, like not a nervous feeling, but I was like antsy. It was just, my emotions was all over the place.
0: Yeah. And you think about what we talk with team success comes the individual accolades. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Colby being an NBA player, yep. playing for the Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. watching that, that dream come true for him. Right. Sule Boom, first team all Big East. Mm-hmm. I mean, not easy to make that, that one of six, which he was. Right. Uh, Jack Nungi uh, being an all-conference type of player, mm-hmm. playing now in Italy, Adam Kunkel. You know, watch where all those guys have gone. And you being on the all-freshman team in the Big East, which Mm -hmm. is, again, an equally great honor. But, you know, when you play in a program that wins and you have a special season, you know, instead of chasing it individually, if you have a mindset of a player of chasing it collectively, where we play for the win, we play for the good shot, you know, it's all about the final score. It's amazing how the respect comes your way.
3: Right, right
0: and I think that you know obviously you and I were anxious to continue that and recreate mm-hmm. that this year, but uh, I believe that's one of the lessons that you learned as a freshman
3: yeah, definitely i I learned that quick, and you know my thing was coming in here was just to trust the process, and you know hearing you you know talk about that a lot you know with team success and comes you know individual success it just it the facts is in the pudding, like it, it's there, so um there was no doubt and in, in that, you know, I would just trust in the process and you know, everything ended up, you know, becoming true and uh and the whole year was just a great experience. Yeah.
0: Favorite game last season that you played in? What's the one game?
3: Favorite game? UConn not UConn. Yeah. UConn at UConn, and no.
0: again we won the game. Not easy to win at UConn, mm, no. and to their credit, I think one of the things that you learn is why really did that game mean so much to mm-hmm. to us? Because I think we all knew how talented, how good they were. Right. We also knew what a difficult home court that is. Right. Uh And when you're the visiting team, not easy to go mm-hmm. in there and get the win. But and I thought, you know, thinking about you in that game, you made mm-hmm. some huge plays. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, I think that was your first dunk in the game. Uh. In college,
3: nah, it can't be.
0: Was it? <laughs> Maybe your second.
3: Maybe yeah. It was. It was either the first or the second. But well, it was. What, a, let it me was ask you: Did dunk.
0: somebody tell you a long time ago to not dunk it and lay it in? What? what, what like what? What is? What? Tell me what, what? motivates you to just not turn it and punch it on 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 somebody or the rim? Like everyone loves to do it, but you know, last year you you loved to just lay it in. What? What is that? Where did that come from?
3: Honestly, coach, it. <laughs> In my eyes, it didn't seem that I was as high, you know what I mean? So it didn't seem like I got up enough to turn it around and dunk it, but everybody else watching it, they're like, yo, you could have just turned the ball down and dunked on them or you got to dunk the ball, start dunking the ball. And I'm like, you know, all right. And then in practice, I started dunking a lot mm-hmm. and then, you know, it translated to, you know, that moment. But, um, but yeah, that was just, a, just a, my own. That was just me. I didn't realize I was but, – but that's changing, though. That's yeah,
0: and I, I really believe it. You you almost said it there is that that's like the growth and development, right? right? right. That a couple of years ago, you know, you didn't dunk it simply because you weren't in a place to do it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, as you're bigger, faster, stronger, and yep. more explosive, it's almost like you needed to remind yourself, oh, it's, I'm at a different level right, right now. But right. you know, I'll, I'll speak for you on this. I don't think that'll be a problem this year. Oh no, absolutely not. I'm
3: dunking everything.
1: The Sean Miller Podcast is brought to you by our trusted friends at Deer Park Roofing. Protect what's important with Deer Park Roofing's industry-leading training, expert attention to detail, and responsive service. From commercial and residential replacements to roof repairs, gutters, and more, request a free estimate today at DeerParkRoofing.com. That's DeerParkRoofing.com.
0: So, Des, one thing that we do a lot of, um, and and I'm anxious to to, to talk to you about it in this forum is, you know, we, we go, we watch film. Mm-hmm. But I think you know that we do it a number of different ways. We watch film as a team mm-hmm. where everybody sees the same message. Sometimes behind closed doors, could mm-hmm. be you and I, yeah. a lot of times it's you and one of our assistant coaches mm-hmm. watching just, just things that pertain to you right. from a practice, from a game, right? Mm-hmm. We share it on on uh, over the phone, we do it in person, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a better way of learning. It's kind of both good and bad Mm -hmm. than this setup. So I want to just kind of walk through. So we're transitioning from who you were as a player and who you are now. Right. We'll use some examples. Mm -hmm. So when you look at this film, we'll start with defense. Mm -hmm. And I think you know this, that your gift as a player and your impact even as a freshman a year ago is you are a two-way player. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not one dimensional, you're not the offensive guy that we have to apologize for you about your defense's lapses or effort, etc. Mm-hmm. You could impact the game with your defense, you can impact the game with your offense, and when you're at your very, very best, you do both in the same game. Mm-hmm. And here's some examples of kind of how we build this, right? Yeah. So defensively, I think there's a difference in talent and that is guys that can be tough on the ball when you're defending the dribble, and then those that can dominate the ball. Mm-hmm. And this is an example, I, I think, of you being at your best right here, where you're right here guarding the ball. And I think that's Quincy. Yeah. And, you know, at 6'5, six, 6'8 six, wingspan, mm-hmm. great quickness and a good solid mind and somebody who I think enjoys playing defense, just watch the impact you have on this Mm -hmm. possession where you make him pick his dribble up, you use your toughness and size and length, you deflect the pass, and now look where the pass goes to the Mm backcourt. Now that's an example of really, really good, and Quincy would probably look at that and say he can do better, but not everybody's gifted to be able to do it, and I think you know this, when you can do that, the impact it has on our team mm-hmm. is significant.
3: Right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. Got a second clip here, same thing. Tough on the ball, and you know, I say this all the time. When you're one-on-one matchup, when you're on defense, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you?
3: You know, if a guy, you're on defense, or if I'm on decent defense and a guy's coming at me, Trying to score, you know, and try to make a play. Then I gotta, I gotta win that battle. Don't let them score, you know. Make them pass. Make them pick up a dribble. Make them make a, a bad play. And you know, I'm always thinking that. Um, and like you said earlier, like I do enjoy playing defense. I take, you know, really good pride in it. Um, cause I don't like getting scored on. So, um, and that's what, and that's my mindset every time. You know, I gotta win my one-on-one matchups or, uh, and play defense in general. Yep.
0: You know, we say it, when you can win your one-on-one matchup, and again, this is musketeer madness here, mm-hmm. us against us, you win your one-on-one matchup, you make our team defense better. And it's like you go over the ball screen, we're in drop coverage, mm-hmm. you, you beat up the screen, you're physical without fouling, you get your body in front, and again, even though Quincy goes down the lane, you're in the play, he has to score over your length and size, and he takes what we call a tough two. Tough two. But I look at that as you winning your one-on-one matchup. We don't have to help for you. Everybody can help and recover. Mm -hmm. We're in good positioning. Look, we have five players in good position in large part because you're handling your business one-on-one. Not easy to do. Mm -mm. This is live action last year. I think this is Marquette. And you're going to see, I think, you and Jerome get into a situation where you have to – what would you say?
3: I would have said switch. Switch,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Again, crowd's loud. This is your freshman year. You look at the score. It's 61-61. This is a great game. You both are on the ball. But I'm going to watch, show you your recovery to a good player. Hit him with your chest. Show your hands. And I think that's something you've really gotten good at. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about it. Right. Like part of winning your one-on-one matchup is to not foul, right? Mm -hmm. And showing your hands. Showing your hands. We don't need you we don't need you getting in foul trouble trying to be overly aggressive. But you see a great example of you create a tough two almost after a mistake where you didn't switch, but you recover back, show your hands. Again, an, an example of winning your one-on-one matchup. Playing Creighton, the same thing here. And the thing that that I believe makes your future so bright, and we're going to ask you to do this all year. So in a couple clips, you're guarding a wing player. Mm-hmm. You're guarding a a true guard. You know, in this case, Kaluma that played at Creighton a year ago, he was their four-man. And right now you're on him. You close out. Great job on a closeout. One more time. High hands. He tries you. You hit him with your chest. He tries you a second time. You hit him with your chest. And the turnover happens because a great example of you competing and winning your one-on-one matchup. Mm -hmm. Constant pressure on the other team when he can't go by you when he tries same thing here right now you're guarding there there are two guard playing butler late in the season a year ago completely different type of player you're guarding here here you are on him right here again we switch uh oh now you're on a four man do a great job crowding, helping Jack Nungey, making the post player pass. Another great closeout. Now he tries you one on one, You watch your hands. Again, there's nobody in our, on our team and really very few players that I've coached mm-hmm. that can guard the ball one on one better than you. And mm-hmm. And look, among the many things this season that we're going to ask you to do, you're going to have to guard the best players in the country and you're gonna have to win your one-on-one matchups throughout the season, right? Absolutely. Make our team even better defensively, but great job, great job. Again, creating a tough two-point shot. Mm -hmm. So, two-way player. The thing about offense, Des, and I think everybody's about ready to see this, you've made a huge jump from your freshman to your sophomore year scoring. Right, you're you're the you're today's guard. You know you can distribute, you can play the point, you can play you off the ball, mm-hmm. and I think you know this that we're going to ask you to score more this year mm-hmm. than a year ago. So, I'm going to get to this, but anytime in our offense that the that the defender goes under, he goes under. I think a year ago you would say, "Man, do I shoot that?" Yeah. <laughs> To yeah, have enough confidence, is coach going to get upset if I do shoot it? Am I going to make it? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this right now?
3: Oh, super confident. Yeah, yeah last year I was definitely indecisive. And,
0: and you know, I I think tense. that that's the element that you've really added through mm-hmm. so much hard work over the last five months. Yeah. But guy goes under, that's an automatic. There's nothing to talk about. That's a great shot for Xavier. Cool. That's a really, really good shot for you and I think you and I know more than anybody that you've become a very, very good three-point shooter. Here's from the summer when uh, in our new gym. So free throw decision. What does a free throw decision? We talk about that in our offense a lot. What what does us saying free throw decision mean to you?
3: So it means that you know to make the right play. You know the goal is to get to the minimum to get to the free throw line, and then you know I have all my options. You know whether it's lob. High fill, kickouts. So um, here it to, is, right, right here, just to make the right read. so what I do. The big was up too high, and I knew I was throwing a lot
0: Right. So so we say it a lot. You get in mm-hmm. this area, that's a free throw decision, and yeah. you're you got corner, you got the roller, mm-hmm. you have the, the duck in. You really have your own opportunity, and like you said, you're just reading, in this case, Ian, right? Yep. And if that roller gets below him, free throw decision means land on two feet, jump stop, Mm -hmm. which you do a great job of, late lob, and you got Lazar an easy basket. Yeah. I think you're getting better and better at those free throw decisions. I think the other part is, in our offense, we want to reward the roller. Mm -hmm. right, so on our pick and rolls, we want to make sure that we – deliver the ball, and, and I think the point that I make to you sometimes is, don't be afraid to let the ball get out of your hands. Right, right. Let the offense work for you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make the offense work for us, Right, right? When the ball has energy and we're cutting and you just make quick decisions, whatever the right decision is, make the right decision. And that right here is they put two people on you, right? Two people on you, who's open the roller? And you put Kachi in a great position to get fouled and score. This is, I think, UConn a year ago at home mm-hmm. and alley drive. So, explain the alley drive.
3: So, I come off a ball screen, and, you know, Klingon in. in this case isn't really stopping me from going downhill. I pretty much have a lane, it's drop coverage, and, you know, he's worried about the roller. Yep. Yeah. And then on top of that, Zach Freeman, you know, he's ducking in. Yeah. So.
0: And this guy here, right, and can Sule. really shoot
3: it. And Sule, yeah, shout out to Sule. He's a great shooter. So and they was all worried about him. So um, I seen the opportunity to to keep going, and they didn't stop me. So I got to my floater, and so
0: we take the alley, alley drive. And I thought the other thing on this clip, it's good to point out, is the importance of Sule not standing there. Yep. As he sees you take the alley, he runs away, takes his man with him, and that opens up that opportunity. Right. Pace is probably the word that I say more than any any other uh, in practice, right? Absolutely, definitely. And we yeah. want to play with pace on makes and misses. Mm-hmm. Here's a great example when you're playing the point guard position and you see what, what option is this called?
3: Point to post.
0: Point to post, yep. duck up, Jerome. Duck up. And a great job. It almost looks like a one on one game, right?
3: Yep. And I would say that's one thing that, you know, definitely coming in from, you know, as a freshman is, you know, I had to learn, you know, to keep pushing and uh, even when I'm tired, to keep running and, you know, outrun everybody because, you know, at the end of the day, they still have to guard us. So if I'm tired, I can only imagine what they feel like with how much moving we do. And I think that's one thing that I definitely, you know, improved on, you know, as time went on.
0: Mm hmm. No question.
1: The Sean Miller Podcast is brought to you by Deer Park Roofing, and their company motto is protect what's important. Deer Park is not just another storm-chasing roofing company. They're invested in your community and truly care about the people in it. You can trust them to do the job right. Deer Park has highly trained professional technicians who make sure your residential or commercial roofing system is installed correctly and quickly. For a free estimate, visit DeerParkRoofing.com today. That's DeerParkRoofing.com.
0: So, Des, here we are about four days away from our season opener, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we talked about how hard you've worked this off-season. You have a new role on this year's team, yeah. and from a mindset perspective and mm-hmm. just a general disposition and attitude, tell me your mind right now as you get ready to go through these next four practices and here begin your sophomore year. Uh, What's different about your role? How do you think differently? What do you think's the most important points for you to be yeah. the best player on our team this year?
3: You know, with this with the team this year, having a lot of new guys, I think, you know, my first main uh role is to be a better leader, you know, a team leader, more vocal, try to help lead the guys, you know, that's uh that came into Xavier. Uh I feel like you know, I've been through, or we've been through, a lot my freshman year when it came to winning, losing, or you know, just a lot of different scenarios. So, me being here and have done it, um, you know, obviously like boosted my confidence and uh, and to be, you know, one of the the guys offensively this year too as well. You know, last year we had a lot of a lot of good players like Colby, you know, Kunkel, Sule. You know Jack and Zach, and then I squeezed in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like since my, you know, since they left and got a new team, and I'm pretty much, you know, the only returner, you know, outside of Cam coming back, um, it's like I know what to, the standard. You know, you've been preaching that a lot lately. You know, keep it the the high st- standard that we mm-hmm. have. So I feel like my job is to to continue to keep that standard and hold everybody else accountable for Great. that standard.
0: You know. I talked to you a lot about being a two-way player mm-hmm. and we we showed examples of you doing that a year ago and in practice every day but right. you know the energy that it takes to guard the other team's best player mm-hmm. one of their best players right. and then do it again and again and again mm-hmm. and at the same time offensively make three point shots and, mm-hmm. and be a scorer and be a distributor and play mm-hmm. their game the right way right. it takes an, an abundance of energy and focus absolutely and I'm confident in saying this, that the process that you've had in place since the last Mm -hmm. day of last season, Mm -hmm. almost that next day to to Sunday night before our season opener, Mm -hmm. that's what's prepared you the most to be who you are this year. Right. You know, the mindset of going out and doing it, of course that's important. Mm -hmm. But the day-in, day-out grind and work, putting up shot after shot, being in Mm -hmm. the gym, lifting weights. Mm-hmm. And working through those tireless weeks and months of the summer, mm-hmm. you're ready to go. I, I don't have I mm-hmm. don't have any any concerns about it. Yeah. I, I thought the other thing you and I've been talking a lot about is but when you when you're under the gun like this and you you're you're the hunted, mm-hmm. you're a guy that's gonna be on every team's scouting report. Right. And we're asking you to do both defense, offense, you said third thing, leadership. Yeah you got to do a great job of taking care of yourself. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. um and I knew that's one thing we talked about at the, you know, right after our uh last game of the last season uh and you know, me and you was on the same page about things. So, definitely taking care of my body is one thing that I that I'm always, you know, on, you know, whether that's getting in the cold tub, normal text, or going to our athletic trainer Connor and just, you know, being there and um Making sure that I'm good to go, because like you said, being a two-way player, having to guard the best defenders and in the country, and also, you know, doing my thing on offense, it it is a tax on the body. So uh, I definitely agree with you on that.
0: Yeah. And look, the weight room we have, the training mm-hmm. room we have, the setup we have yeah. here in Sentosa, I think it's second to none. And all of you guys, you know, you you're, you're so lucky and fortunate. And then look, it's a big reason why you want to come to a place like Xavier because you Mm -hmm. have this that allows you to be at your best. Absolutely. For sure. Well, Des, looking forward to coaching you in year Mm -hmm. two. You're a fun guy to coach because Mm -hmm. you bring it every day. And you're also, your demeanor, your attitude, who you are, regardless of what happened the night before, how you did, how we did, Mm -hmm. you have a great way of being the same. That consistent demeanor and attitude is one of your gifts. And and I'm excited to uh, see where we can go with this, all right? Yep. Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire is the last segment on the podcast, okay? Okay, I'm ready. I just go off the top of my head. (laughs) Favorite restaurant outside of our campus in Cincinnati?
3: Oh, Jeff Ruby's. Jeff Ruby's. Jeff Ruby's.
0: Okay, the one downtown.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the and the if nice you're there in Ruby's, what,
0: what do you order?
3: Oh, I get the cowboy, cowboy steak. That's the <laughs> biggest steak they got. Cowboy, then we get a whole bunch of size, mm-hmm. and then- That's because uh, you're
0: not paying, right? You're, you're, you're on the house because you're hosting yeah. an official visit. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> that, free meals, you know, that, that, that's it, that's what it. What about
0: that dessert though?
3: Oh, the dessert dessert is amazing. They got like the Jordan shoe coming out. You know, they got the lights (laughs) around it where there's blue or gold and, you know, it's just delicious, delicious.
0: So Skyline Chili is a thing here in Cincinnati. It's not necessarily a thing everywhere, but you know that as soon as you come here, somebody inevitably is going to say, have you tried three-way, Skyline Chili, et cetera? Are Are you a Skyline Chili guy or no?
3: Sad to say no. No. I'm sorry. I tried it and it just wasn't given, you know yep. first of all, it wasn't given the regular chili that I'm used to, you know, back home, you know, when my mom makes it and then, It is different. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. different, you know, tasting different. So to me personally, and I'm sorry, but I'm not a big skyline guy. Uh you know, yeah, no.
0: How about back home? What's your favorite place to be at outside of your house?
3: Yeah. That that's a uh, that's a good question. Um, well, outside of my house, my aunt's house, you know, she you know she also cooks a lot. I don't really go out as much, you mm-hmm. know, when I'm home. Um, but you know, if we do, you know, I got a big family, so we'll go somewhere regular, like you know TGI Fridays or Applebee's. But yeah. most time we cook, you know, home cooked meals. They either have me cook or uh, my mom or dad will cook. So you know? what do you cook? Oh. And, Pretty much everything. You really? know, the. Yeah, yeah. Like steak, fried chicken, baked chicken, uh, rice, mashed potatoes, you know, anything. All I'm three gonna, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm going to keep that on. in mind. Yeah. Yep. You need me to make you something. I got you. Des,
0: if you watch TV, Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. Apple TV, you name it, yep. so many different channels, what's your show? What's that show that you love to watch outside of sports? Do you have cool. one?
3: Yeah, I have two. Um, Right now, I'm currently watching Suits. You know, yep. it's a, a really good show. It's about, you know, the law and, and all the other good things. And then is, there's another show called The Chosen. It's about uh, the story of Jesus, you know, in the Bible and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really enjoy that show. You know, I finished it, but they're coming out with a new season soon. So, you know, when that comes out, I'm definitely going to be, be on that. But as of right now, uh, Suits.
0: Favorite NBA player?
3: Shea. Chris Alexander you know we have a similar build and type you know our games are somewhat similar mm-hmm. um so just seeing how he creates and how he does things and 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 watch and see why the NBA likes him um that's you know I would that's the reason that he's my favorite player
0: and what's your favorite Big East trip road trip
3: so beyond I would say either Providence or UConn you know but going being, back home going going back home mm-hmm. you know obviously yukon is very personal to me mm-hmm. but um but you know outside of that you know just the people there you know uh you know with the crowd and it, it's a good atmosphere to yeah not necessarily to be yet but you know just to have you know a packed you know uh, uh arena outside of Centos.
0: you know i've been away from new england for some time and mm-hmm. uh when we went back to yukon or back to Providence. Um, one time when I was at Arizona, we played in Hartford against UConn, but it had been a while since I've been mm-hmm. in New England. But back in the day in the 80s, when I was in the Big East, right, and played, <laughs> you know, I, I, it was fresh on my mind about how passionate the fan bases are. Absolutely, and how yeah. tough the crowd can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, it reminded me this year when we went to uh-huh. those places. And I think that's one thing that it's so fun to play in the Big East. Right. I mean, look, our crowd is second to none here in the oh, CentOS. Absolutely. Um, but, like, the road trips, playing in front of those hostile crowds, you right. know, I think it can bring out the best in you as a good player.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Having to deal with the pressure and mm-hmm. uh, in that case, everybody being against you and still – you know, beating the teams or it's a, it's a great feeling to, to have, Mm. you know, so.
0: Last question. Okay. I played in the big East from 1987 to 92. Okay. I believe it was known as the most physical college basketball league Mm -hmm. in the history of college basketball. People from that era, players that I played with and against, I Mm -hmm. think they share my sentiment. So it's not just me. I mean, at one point they allowed six fouls in a game. It was physical, Hall of Fame coaches, toughness. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could have survived in my era in the Big East? Do you think you could have made it? Or do you think you would have potentially switched sports and played volleyball or a different sport? (laughs) Like, do you you think (laughs) like from a generation perspective Mm -hmm. that you would have been able to handle that type of physicality?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's. first of all, I would never say no to that question, number one. But um, I think, you know, no doubt, you know, back in the day with the Big East, you know, super physical. But I think, you know, with my body frame, especially with having Ket, you know, as a a strength and conditioning coach, definitely think I could have competed and played and did well too, on top of my skill set. I do too.
0: I do too. And that's that right there, me saying that. That's as good of a compliment, as big of a compliment as we can, that we generation can, uh, can yeah. pay you, a guy like you. You, you could have you survived and done yeah. really, really well. Thank
3: you. Thank you. I truly all right, Des.
0: Thanks for being the, the first player on the Sean Miller podcast. Enjoy talking with you. Ah, thanks for having me.
2: I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Sean Miller podcast. Stay tuned for another episode next week. And again, make sure, if you haven't already, subscribe on YouTube and all social media channels at Sean Miller Pod. Thanks again to our presenting sponsor, Deer Park Roofing, for all they do for this show and helping make it possible.
1: This has been the Sean Miller Podcast, presented by Deer Park Roofing, with your hosts, Paul Fritschner and Adam Baum. Join us again soon for another episode with the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, Sean Miller.